Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. All right. Let's get it going right here, right now. It's a brand new week, and this is Eyes Up Here, and you're listening to this brand new Eyes Up Here and watching it exclusively on our Patreon channel. You are watching this if you're listening on Creative Control, but I've got a bone to pick with the Creative Control uh, listeners in just a few minutes. Uh, If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and every single week I'm joined by the co-host there, the queen. Oh, she's wearing a queen t-shirt. Now, so we know, we saw your queen mask. And Disney, now you have yes. a T-shirt. It's the Queen of Extreme Francine. Yes, today is Casual Friday here in in my household. I I'm not feeling that great, to be honest. I I've had a sinus headache for like four days now, and I think the, the first time I talked to you this week was like yesterday. I think it for like yesterday. seconds. Yeah, it's been a, a busy week. My first week home, trying to get you know unpacked and laundry done and the kids back to school and everything situated in the house um and i said to you yesterday if i still feel like poop i'm not getting dressed (laughs) well here you go so um yeah it was a it's a rough week for me apparently it was i did get a little worried though you know you did travel a couple weeks back no you know so rona here I was just a little nervous, you know. I got that little bit of uh oh. No. no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good that in that aspect. It's my sinuses. I always, every once in a while they kick in. Oops. And now it's been like four days, and it's just you know when you get that sinus headache and you feel like you're carrying a ton of bricks on your head, you mm-hmm. just feel like weighed down. That's what I feel like. So I felt know. that way. I fell asleep in my uh, my chair here the other day, uh, pondering. Oh. I was thinking, and I, I felt that way myself. I was feeling very heavy in the head, and I tilted it back and drifted off into La La Land. You. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's been a doozy. But I'm catching up, you know? I'm catching up, and uh, we're good. We are. We're good as gold. Uh, I'm excited for today's episode. We got a great uh, feature interview that was recorded uh, ahead of time, which I mm-hmm. I also I like that as well. When I look at the production schedule for the day, uh, yeah. but we're going to talk to Johnny Candido, yes, brother of your triple threat uh, member, uh, 
No Gimmicks Needed. Chris Candido talking about this book, No Gimmicks Needed. Uh, We'll talk about it. We'll get ready in a few minutes, but just to prep you for the episode, I loved this interview. And uh, this was, uh, I think everybody's going to really enjoy this. This was a great one. Yeah, I do too. I I saw him, uh, I didn't know about the book and I saw him talking about it on Twitter and I noticed he was following me and I was like, oh, Johnny. So I followed him back, you know, as soon as I figured out I wasn't. And um, I don't know who DM'd first, but we got to talking in DMs and uh, he's like, I'll send you a copy of the book. And I was like, you want to come promote it? Sure do. So got him on and uh, very interesting stories. Yeah. That a lot of people might not have ever heard. So um, everybody knows how dear Chris was to me. And uh, this was a fun one for sure. Yeah, I actually uh, I sent him uh, the watch along that we did of Candido and Jamie Dundee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he got a sample of what it was, you know, we, we were doing yeah. on Patreon, which is my bone to pick that I have with the creative control listeners. I don't know how many times we're going to mention it throughout the show, but if you are not over on Patreon yet, you are so missing out on so much extra great content. Like the hysterics that we have with that, with, with standing, that's already a given. <laughs> if you like this show and I get such good feedback from the people listening to it, I'm calling you out. You got to come and join us over on Patreon because it's a hell of a time. I mean, I, there's, there's no other way to put it. Right. I agree. And it's weird because I have now I've been on Twitter, what, three years which is not a long time compared to some of the OGs that started 12, how many years ago? I don't even know how old Twitter is, but I joined oh. three years. Yeah. I'm almost up to like, I think 34,000 followers. Right. Right. And uh, apparently people still liked me on, on there. You know, I get really positive tweets people are saying that, you know, they, they like ECW, they like me, blah, blah, blah. Why aren't they coming over to the Patreon to see more of the queen? I don't, you know, we, we welcome everyone. It's a fun time. Uh, let me a cup of coffee. Cup Do you coffee? go to Starbucks? Have you ever bought a grande? Well, for that 30 minutes of pleasure that you're sipping that grande, you can have a month's worth of Patreon action with me and the Chadster. That's right. Price. And you don't have to tip us. No. And we won't burn your tongue or burn your fingertips. Now, I'll take the tip, but I don't want to burn anybody. The tip just is the fine. Tip. Just uh, the tip. Just take the we don't want to put take that in the wrong context. We'll just take anybody, the tip, <laughs> I'm not saying that because I don't want anybody to isolate that as a sound clip. Oh. Um, but yeah, I I just uh, just feeling strongly about that uh, lately because you know I look through the uh, the podcasting realm and I'm like, hmm, gee, do we not talk about ECW enough? Check. Well, we do that all the time. Do we not talk about Francine's life all the time? Check. We do that all the time. We drink. We eat. We guess games, we play quizzes, we do all this crazy crap. <laughs> yes. Yes, and you get to know us more personal, like more personal aspects of our lives. And everybody always wants to know personal things about me. Well, come on over to Patreon. I'm an open book. You what'd, know? You, what'd you have for breakfast this morning? I di- you know what? I don't eat breakfast. I usually just have a cup of coffee, but on Fridays I try to eat something because we tend to record for hours and hours. So I had two pieces of rye bread with some peanut butter and butter on them. Oh, they were delicious just to get a little something in my belly. 
I thought you were going to say you'd have to listen on Patreon if you want to find out what I have for breakfast. Oh, no. But... Well, all right. So I'm, I'm giving you a freebie, freebie right now. But, you know, maybe maybe if you want to discuss lunch and dinner, you come on <laughs> Patreon see what i ate it's you know so granted our like i said our our production schedule is a little lighter compared to what it would normally be a little bit not a lot oh just for today though just for today but see like i do the same thing with the preparation on a friday so like i eat very early on on fridays when kids are you know getting up going out to school all that stuff i had two oranges like 15 minutes before we sat down and i'm like sitting here already being like i don't think that was good enough I don't think oranges the oranges are going to hold me. They will not fill you up, my friend. They will, I had two. They will give you your vitamin C, but they will not fill you. No. I have like right. the orangey taste in my mouth, you know, no, that little acidic leftovers, but I can't say I feel fulfilled by well, said oranges. You know what? Um, I probably won't eat lunch because for Twitch, which I'm filming after this, I have this baby right here. Are those and the foreign candies? This is a foreign snack box. Snack box. That was it. I, I saw this you one, And then I also have this baby that is from um, El Salvador. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I'll cross I have for no you. idea what's in them, but I'm going to do it live on Twitch. Um, so I'll be eating foreign foods and probably uh, getting sick. And uh, that'll be fun. So that's on Twitch. But um, I'll tell you, uh, you know, my buddy Danny, who we had on about a year ago. And Danny, with Twitch, as you were getting it uh, ramped up, (laughs) casually out in the neighborhood (laughs) a couple days ago, he goes, man, he goes, Francine's doing some crazy stuff on that Twitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to lure people in. You know what the funniest part is? I put up, when I was in Disney, I put up a header, something like... um, Come join, join me in Disney World or something. Come join me. And people are literally <laughs> writing me saying, I would, but I, I just left Florida to go here. And, um, oh, where are you at in the parks? I can meet you. And I'm just like, no, I meant to join me on Twitch. I didn't actually <laughs> want to spend the day with me in the park. <laughs> Good thing you have a mask on. It's <laughs> so hilarious. And, and the funny part is like, you know, Hubs is is not on camera ever, Mm-mm. but because he had his mask on, there was two times where I had to go to the bathroom, yeah. and he did a Q and A because he was covered. Oh, really? <laughs> oh yeah, he he took it, and uh, Hubs did the Q and A for me, so uh, you got to see him from the eyes up, eyes up here. I was gonna say eyes, eyes up where eyes, eyes up, up here. here. But, yeah, uh, so he was on there. Um, but you know, we just uh, as as the Patreon, I just try to keep it fresh and exciting and um, fun. I want to be fun. I'm that fun mom that everybody likes. Hey, yeah, you're a real I'm barrel good. of laughs. You re- you uh, really are. I really well, as you say that with the the most uh, <laughs> blase face that you can really. Uh, yeah, you're great. On. Okay. Um, Yes, that's uh, yeah. So that was my bone to pick, but I appreciate everybody who does listen. So don't take it the wrong way. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Well, I I would love more people to come over. Um, I love everyone, and um, I just oh wait, I just got a uh, five star rating on Cameo. I'm not oh. going to say from who, but thank you, Queen, the best bitch in the business. Shit, you. you know who you are. So yeah, you. I just I did a Cameo before I came down here, and I had to heal somebody. 
Never has the term bitch been used in such a positive way than just now in a five star <laughs> review on Cameo. In the business, baby. Let's go. I love what, do you, it. what do you do for a living? Well, people call me a bitch, and it's a term of endearment. I'm a bitch. Yes, that's that's true. And uh, I wear that as a badge of honor. I, I appreciate it. Well, speaking of honor, now I asked you this the other day innocuously in a, in a text message just to see where you were at in terms of the news. Uh, I I asked you not about my brand new T-ball team, the Royals, but I asked you about the Royal family. And if you were following the drama of the Royal family over the last week or so. No, I don't know anything that's going on with them. So the Royal family, the queen of England, queen Elizabeth and and her, uh, her family, um, the the Royal families fascinate me and disgust me in a way. (laughs) Because one, I can't get behind a monarchy, but two, the the weird stuff that goes on behind the scenes in in a in a castle like that, if it, it, it tantalizes the brain, it, it fascinates me. Uh, but Prince Harry, who is the son of Prince Charles and Princess Diana, uh, left the royal family with his wife Meghan Markle, who is a former actress. And I uh, kind of, depending on who you ask, uh, kind of like a uh, home family wrecker because <laughs> I don't know what she does to Prince Harry that made him kind of lose his mind with his family. But he has like seceded from the royal family and they had this tell all interview with Oprah, of all people, that was like scathing uh, in terms of expose. So like revealing attitudes and secrets and yes revealing possible racial overtones uh of the royal family oh because she's half african-american yes i don't know if it's half if if it was her mother that was african-american i don't know what it was but she's she's half Uh and allegedly according to them there was comments made about you know the baby's skin color if the baby was quote too dark um Kind of crazy stuff, but a tell-all interview in twenty twenty one, gaining you know I think it was seventeen million people or something watching it on a Sunday night or whatever the hell they broadcast it. It's kind of crazy, but the royals themselves, like I said, it fascinates me in a way, but kind of like eh, I don't really care because it's not our country. You know, you don't have you have no interest in the royal family. I mean, I was interested in the weddings because I knew they were going to be these elaborate. Uh, you know, a spectacle with these beautiful gowns and very regal. So I, I love a good wedding and I watched both that interests me. Um, But stuff that goes on afterwards, I'm just like, I don't care again. It's not, I live in America. They're not affecting me at all. The one thing that I do remember is when they got married I had read something that she wanted to still pursue acting and to do that, they would have to kind of come to the States and leave. And he did it like he pulled out for her. And I remember saying, I said, well, that's, he loves her. That's love. Like you're giving up everything for your, your wife's dream. Like in a way that's very endearing. That's nice. You know, but in and on the other hand, it's like that's a legacy. Yeah. How do you just say, okay, I'm gonna leave. Goodbye. I don't know. Maybe he feels like because his brother is next in line and he's never gonna get it. Right. You know, it's kind of like, okay, what am I waiting for? 
I'm making all these appearances and there's no payoff. You, it's essentially being like, all right, well, if this catastrophe happens and this person and this person are gone, then it's my time right. to shine. The, the thing about her being an actress, I think was kind of like a red herring at the time and to throw you off the scent because the way they kind of portray it is that no, they were basically being told that they were not going to be given certain titles. They were not going to be given certain uh, luxuries that the Royal family would award to those who are dependents and those who are in the, you know, the, the bloodline. Uh, And again, kind of having the racial overtones or undertones of the whole entire matter. Now, the other thing is from the Royal side, well, there was murmurs that the wife, uh, whatever her name is now, I forget, uh, Megan, wasn't very nice to Princess Kate and made Princess Kate cry. And that didn't sit well when Megan then says, no, that's the opposite. They treated me poorly. So I told you in the text message, I said, it's like a wrestling storyline. It's got ins and outs. Who's really the baby face? (laughs) Who's the heel? And where's the swerve? (laughs) So they're alleging because of her skin color, she is not uh, prevy to everything that Kate is getting. That the, because the, that are, the children were not going to be recognized as because of their skin color, right? And that they now, weren't going to get security, and they weren't that's going a to get bold statement. To it's make. huge bold statement. And then Prince ha- uh, Prince William had to come out and say that obviously not true. We, you know, so there's going to be that tension way. between the brothers now. Oh, mm-hmm. that's sad. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Prince Harry not naming names claimed that and this is no, not naming who said it an unnamed royal person said to prince harry in a closed door meeting of just the family members no wife just the immediate blood family that the comment about the skin color of the baby and it's like is it the man into well, well it's up for your debate was he holding a picture doing this while he was, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was making like old faces at the camera, like wow. you know, like or he was doing his dad, he was putting his ears up like his dad to to signify it was him. But yeah, didn't reveal who it was, but just like I said, it's just a lot of twists and turns and in one way, again, I don't really care. Liz uh, oddly was really into it, and that's so out of character for her. Because she never really cared about the Royals. So it's just, like I said, weird twists and turns, wrestling-esque storyline in the Royal family. Do you know that there is a rumor that Prince Charles is not even Harry's father? I have heard that, yes. It was this other guy who Hubs pulled the picture up and they look exactly alike. <laughs> He's got the red hair and the that freckles. Diana was supposed to have had an affair with or something. Because Charles was having his affair and it's, it's so bizarre. I can't even, I don't but, even know what's going on. But that's the thing, like about the Royals, like, okay, so they're stuffy, they're, you know, whatever they are, blue blood. They're very horny. <laughs> they're always going <laughs> out to bang. You know, they're always going out and trying to jump the bones of somebody and Diana's- stay home and knit or like uh, watch TV or just hang out. Now you got to go get laid all the time. I mean, come I, on. I seriously, I mean, if I had that kind, I would literally, I would be at like every sporting event possible, sitting right there in the front, enjoying the hell out of my life. But look at how they've portrayed Harry throughout the years that he's the wild child he's partying he's drinking he did the nazi thing he's you know he's this and that but i say with the wife my yes he loves her 
But man, <laughs> she probably does stuff to him that made him lose his mind. And he's like, I'm going wherever you want. <laughs> well, wasn't there an accusation that she was so distraught that she contemplated suicide and now the media is saying she's lying to get attention. That's the thing that I saw. Yes. That was the big heading that I saw out of it. I I don't know about the suicide thing. I'm sure that's probably been in the rumor mill, but they are kind of lean. It's just, it's so weird because so Piers Morgan on ITV came out on their morning show and was like, no, this is ridiculousness, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're, canceling Pierce Morgan and he's gone now from ITV and his morning show. So they're favored, you know, they're behind her. And then in other sense, the media is against her. So it's like this complete drama. Of you can't have an opinion. The you know, yeah, you it's a culture. Again, you cannot have an opinion on anything these days without getting in trouble. I feel like depression and suicide, they are heavy subjects and right. they're not to be you know toyed with or made fun of um i feel like people who are making fun of that fact you know they should shut their mouths but i do feel like people can say they don't believe her and not you know have have to suffer a consequence right just because you don't believe somebody's interview um you know maybe she was struggling with it i don't know i don't know the girl i don't know the royals i don't want to <laughs> They can stay over over there. It's fine. Um, I do feel bad if that's true and, and that's something that she was suffering and going through because that's that's a horrible, horrible thing to have to deal with, especially with no support system from a family right. that you marry into. Like it feels like everybody's against you. But we don't know the story. No. You know? So everybody can make their own opinions. But I, I just I hate the fact that you cannot say anything without having to worry, oh, did I just piss somebody off? Exactly. Because of my comments? Because if they're not completely hateful or making fun of you, just say, well, I didn't believe her. Or, you know, she, I think she's fabricating or whatever, which I think Pierce Morgan might have did. I don't think he was, was he making fun of depression or suicide or? I I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think he was just being very critical of the presentation of the whole thing. Cause that's his opinion. Yeah. The poor, he, I think he kind of said it was the poor mean thing. Now as a viewer, and this is very funny because I was listening to it as I was doing 10 other things. I sat down next to Liz on the couch. That's literally right behind me. I started watching it. I put my hood over my head. I was asleep in three minutes. And she she said to me, I have never seen somebody go from being fully awake to unconscious (laughs) so fast. I said, well, that's because it's boring. I said, I can listen to it. I can't watch it. Who does she believe? I don't know. I think she's kind of in the middle because I got to be honest, the girl, Megan, listening to her, she comes off very unlikable. (laughs) I don't Right off the bat, I was like, yeah, I'm not really feeling her. And Oprah, the great Oprah. <laughs> Oprah, who's been under a rock for 17 years. Where Oprah, has she been? Oprah, who's a, cause a billionaire. We can make up a number of what she is. Probably got a couple mil to sit down wow. and talk to another couple millionaires in this palatial <sighs> mansion. Because, by the way, they're neighbors, Oprah is neighbors with Harry and Meghan, but they did it at a neutral location. They did it at a friend's house that lives between them. 
Oh, geez. Well, we're right off on the first good foot here. Like, okay, millionaire, talk to this other millionaire and let me be interested in your story. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's what took me out of it because I'm sitting there going like, they're uh, Oprah's appalled that Meghan and Harry have to pay for their own security. Well, that the royals aren't paying for it. But they left. So why should the royals pay for it? That I will I will agree with. You you left the confines of uh, Buckingham Palace or wherever the hell you lived. So why should why should they pay for their uh, security? <laughs> and Oprah's reaction, I kid you not, was exactly this. So she goes, "So you have to pay for your own security?" And Megan goes, "Yes." And Oprah goes, "What?" Just like that. Just what? And I'm sitting there going like, oh, boo-hoo. Aren't they commoners now? <laughs> yeah, like, what the oh, hell? They don't even need security. They got allegedly hundreds of millions of dollars to sign, like, a reality TV deal and some audio deal with Spotify. The, the And Royal. they're doing it. And they're doing it. So it's like... You could afford it. Diana set up a trust fund for Harry that he now cashed in on. It's like, so I said to Liz, I go, we're essentially listening to a millionaire complain to a multi 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 millionaire about how oh their family's being mean to them and i have uh friends in security they're called atlas i'm sure they would work for much cheaper <laughs> you imagine if they them? need some security i can call ronnie lang and i can and get you, you some security and you can vouch you could be right I, there with oh, the testimonials atlas is the best i mean come on that's that's crazy i I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't feel sorry they made that decision. I do feel sorry for her if she was suffering bouts of depression. Depression is awful. I think right. all of us go through a depression at least once in our life, some more severe than others. Um, but that's no joke. So on that note, I I will you know, say that I do feel for her, but I don't feel bad. They have to pay for their own uh, security. That's, but that's where I'm like, I'm sitting there like losing. I, I'm very sympathetic to if they feel the the racial thing and the prejudice. Yeah, that sure. is horrible. I mean, you, you don't want to hear that even remotely, especially if it comes to your child. Yeah. If you do anything about that, that that's it. You can't help who you love. You can't help, you know, your genetics. Exactly. Um, to that part, I sympathize with. But the other thing, I'm like, man, I go, she's coming off so unlikable. And I don't even like the Royals. <laughs> I could care less. I go, so I'm really not with anybody here. She is the top heel. And uh, maybe, the, I don't know, who's the baby face? I, I don't even Prince know. Harry, or Prince William, because Prince William sitting at home like, all right, well, the my king. wife... Kate Middleton cried. Made my wife cry. You know, my bro is doing... So they the- interviewed them as well. They did not know that he Prince William made the statement. After. Okay, he he was the spokesman uh, for the family. <laughs> what I was joking about with Prince William is uh, remember like they made a big deal like he was such like a teen heartthrob and he had Diana's looks and he was this and that. Have you seen him lately? <laughs> I have. He looks so bad with yeah. his balding hair and he just looks. He bro, shave it, okay. Well, well, he he's he's a uh, Charles' son, right? We Charles know that. Son. He we know that for horrible. a fact. Every five minutes, another piece of hair falls out of his head. <laughs> well, he can't help that. Come on now, William. Look, everybody's not blessed with your your charisma and looks, Chad. Okay, yeah. Look at guys. This is why you need to tw- join Patreon because you need to see. What this way? This this guy right here. I can't. I really. Yeah. 
Okay. I'm matching my sweatshirt. It's a Shea Stadium 1964 sweatshirt. Ready for this? Look, it's matching my hat. Black and orange. See? I'm matching. Isn't that great? It's great. <laughs> anyway. Come on, William. All right. Hear Johnny Candido. Let's get to Johnny Candido. Oh, this right. has been a great, great, great interview. And I think yeah. you all enjoy. So uh, stay tuned because well, I'll let you throw it to you. This is Johnny Candido. <laughs> well, that ladies was- and gentlemen, we are going to uh, be speaking with uh, Johnny Candido. Here he is. Chris Candido's brother. Here's Johnny. What's up, guys? Nothing. What's up, Johnny? How are you, kiddo? How's it going? Good, good. Sorry, I'm good. not the most, not the uh, Earlier in the week, uh, Johnny and I fought over Disney, and there's a little bit of heat there um, because he doesn't agree with me on how wonderful it is. I don't agree at all. Uh, <laughs> my my girl's like all about it. She's like, oh, we got to go to Disney. I'm like, when we have kids, maybe. What, what am I going to do? Walk around in the heat, eat funnel cake, and wait to go on Space Mountain with five-year-olds? Yeah, you do that, and it's a good time. Pretty can, much, that's, big, that's basically it. It's a good time. Um, <laughs> I don't know; it's a tough sell for me. But anyway, how have you been? I've been very good. I was just thinking; I just passed Balls Mahoney's house, and the last time I saw you, you managed Balls against me. I was trying to remember, like, what because sh- I haven't seen you in quite a while, and I was just like, I know we've come in across each other several times, but I couldn't remember the last time I actually saw you somewhere yeah it was it was uh it was in sayerville new jersey and i just remember it because you know balls like chokeslam some dude in the bar after it was uh it was (laughs) fun and that also like we uh i remember that night he he duct taped me to a table and did a leg drop and then we used like the same finish when we had a cage match like a week later fun but yeah i just remember that because it was like an ecw reunion show and in the back there was like a bar for like the boys and their friends and me and balls were having some drinks and he's like oh jc that was so great that was so great and like some drunk dude comes up to him and he's like johnny balls balls like not now not now the (laughs) the guy walks away you know the guy has another drink comes back around he's like johnny balls balls like i said not now not now so the guy gets a couple more in him Goes behind balls and he goes balls and he grabbed him by the shoulders. Balls goes, he just touched me. <laughs> Picked the guy up and threw him across the bar. So crazy. And then uh, you know, then the guy running the show was like, John, can you keep him under control? I'm like, I, I sorry, I don't know. Was he the promoter? So was he trying to yeah. pay balls off? <laughs> no, it wasn't the promoter. It was some drunk dude at the, in like the back of the VFW. It was like all wrestlers and like this dude and his buddy. Drunk dude, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. I'm sorry I missed that part. I don't remember that at all. Maybe I wasn't there anymore. I don't know. Um, but I wanted to to have you on. Uh, number one, I, we talked a little bit about this uh, when we were first contacting each other. Chris was one of my. I say it all the time. Chris was one of my favorite people ever. Not just in wrestling, like just as a person. Like I was obviously close to him on the road, um, but off the road, like I I considered him as a brother as well. Like we were just like so close. And when he passed, it killed me because I literally was getting on a plane to go to California when I got that phone call. 
and I was going to California for like two weeks and I wasn't able to come back and I missed his burial. And that always like hung over my head that I wasn't able to go. And I, I said, I just hope that everybody realizes like, because it was just like a sudden thing I was working, you know what I mean? Like, I hope they, yeah, just, of course. I was, you know, she just didn't want to be there. Like it killed me to get on that airplane that morning. No, I'm sure. And to be honest, like as far, like, as far as like me and my family goes, there were so many people there that yeah. it was just a blur to me, to be honest, like very few things about that day and the following days that I even remember, you know? Sure. So it was, uh, you know, it, it, it sucked, but as far as who was there and who wasn't, I, I couldn't tell you. Cause I was just right. you know, by the casket saying, you know, thank you. Hello. What's up to everybody. But, what, is, what is the uh, years between you? How, how much older was Chris than you? 10 years. His birthday is going to be uh, uh, March 21st. He's coming up this month. Okay. So when he was trained, he started training like super young, right? Yeah. Yep. He was like what, 13 or something when like, he got in the ring. <laughs> like 13, he started running shows in our town. <laughs> so it was even before that. Good <laughs> yeah, Lord. Yeah. He, uh, it's pretty crazy when he was 13, you know, he was going to the monster factory. He was, uh, you know, we say our grandfather, but Popeye Chuck yeah. Richards isn't related to either one of us by blood. But it's a long story. But anyway, he was like, I want to have wrestling in Ruchi Park in Spring Lake. And, you know, Balls lives close by. Bam Bam lives close by. So long story short, he got like dressed up in a in a suit and a tie and a briefcase and went to a council meeting and like pitched this whole idea on why they should have wrestling in the park. Oh. And they gave him the go ahead. And then, uh, you know, he started running shows there. For I think it was like two summers, so they would they would bring the ring from the monster factory, and it was like um, they would like send around a can, and people would put money in it, and then that's what they did. So it was cool, and there's a whole bunch of newspaper articles and stuff that I found about it. And then Bam Bam, who had already been like wrestling a little bit, he would come, so the you know the newspapers would be out, they'd be t- taking pictures with the little kids and stuff. So it was cool. That story just amazes me because he's he's a baby himself, and here he is running shows at and you like know what, thirteen. You know what else is insane that he did? So we're like, I don't know, maybe like 60, 60 miles from New York City. When he was thirteen, him and his buddy Scott would say they were like Scott would say say he's sleeping at our house. Chris would say he's sleeping at Scott's house, and they would take a bus to Brooklyn and wrestle in these wrestling shows under this underneath this bar. It was called the Galaxium Bar or something. But he was like 13 years old, taking a bus to Brooklyn to wrestle. Scott was um, Scott came in ECW. What was his gimmick? In no, I don't. I think we're thinking of a different Scott. This oh, it's not the same one down. that he brought no. in. Okay, because I was going to say if it's the same guy, he was a little crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I think it's a different. I'm doing something. Um, so you see your brother doing all this stuff. You're you're three years old. I mean, mm-hmm. you're a baby. When did you realize, like, you wanted to try and wrestle? Um, well, I mean, as far as I can remember, I always, you know, was, like, involved in the business. He was taking me with him. And I just figured I would just kind of fall into it one day. And that's kind of how it happened. Like, from like how my wrestling started, I was, like, 19. And I lifted weights with my brother the whole time. And we, you know, messed around in the backyard and on the beach and everything. But uh, we get to the show in Rochester, and he, like, looks around the locker room, and he's like, I don't know any of these dudes. I'll just wrestle you for the main event. (laughs) 
I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, really? Is that cool? Like, he's like, yeah, yeah. Just, just do pretend it's the backyard and just, just listen to me. I'm like, all right. So if he hadn't been so damn good, I would have killed him. I was just like picking him up, tazplexing him, belly to belly, overhead suplexing him, just kicking the shit out of him. But when I, so that happened. And then I started like my first 15 or so matches or 15 to 20 matches were against him. So that's kind of how I, how I got into it. And I feel so bad for him in hindsight. Like when I first got started, I did a run. It was, he was working the Sandman at the Amazura center in Jamaica, Queens. And Sandman's like, Hey kid, I'm going to get you involved. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to go. He's like, he's like, he's like, you slide in get the cane go like you're gonna hit me and then turn and and cane chris me and you do beers and then i'll cane you i'm like all right so sad man was like uh oh no my brother was like johnny when you swing the cane don't swing it like a baseball bat swing it like over Over. the top and and crack me on the head i'm like all right so i get in there you know going to hit sandman and in the excitement i just swung it like a baseball bat whacked chris right in the face (laughs) and he had like a black and blue stripe like across his eyes right so the whole ride home, he's like, oh, dude, you did so good. That was amazing. I'm like, oh, man. So the <laughs> next night, I cut a promo, and it was going to be like a pull-apart. So I I wanted to, to be a professional boxer. I've been training that way. And he's like, you're going to get your brain scrambled. So I'm like, all right, I'll do wrestling. So I did the promo. He comes out. He gets in my face in the ring. He shoves me. And I just go, boom, boom, boom. I, I hit him with a left, right. So I blacked his left eye, his right eye. And I punched him in the side and he fell on the ground so he was like laying there before the guys even even came out to pull us apart again on the ride home he's like that was so good bro that was so good fast forward to not good (laughs) i know so fast forward to his house and we're having a couple drinks and i'm like dude give me a black guy i'm like you have two black guys give me a black guy he's like i'm not gonna do it i'm like give me a black guy come on come on come on i kept like like needling him to give me a black guy after like a half hour he's like i'm not gonna give you a black guy and he's like like whacked me right in the eye. I fell off the bar stool. So me and him both had black eyes. And, and then we came to my mom's the next day, and she's like, she's like, look, look at the moron brothers. What did you two do last night? So well, you, you said something that I remember well. Work. Everybody asked who who's your favorite to work with, and I have a lot of people that I loved working with. Chris is always at the top of my list because Chris was never the type of person sit down and go over every single step in the ring like he would always say oh Francine I'll just call your name and tell you to give me a chair or tell you that I didn't have to remember much with Chris and it was just like working on the fly like he liked to call things out in the ring it was very easy like to work with so when you just said oh we'll just go out there and we'll just whatever and I'll talk to you that's how Chris worked um you know nothing against people who like to go over every single step, but he was so just, I don't want to say nonchalant, but it it was more like of a easygoing vibe working with Chris. Like my nerves weren't as bad because it was just like, he just wanted to call things out there and he would just tell you what he needed. It was very easy. I was going to say just because, you know, he loved wrestling so much and that's like all he ever cared to do. That was what he was so good at. Like, he loved everything from the, the ride there to being in the locker room to in the ring. Yeah. And like, I, I can almost like when I was younger, I, I, I was a pitcher on, on a baseball team. And the only way I can kind of like think of it is I was just, I couldn't wait to get to the field. I couldn't wait to pitch. I couldn't wait to like, and like times that by 10. And that was, that was my brother. 
But like as far as wrestling goes, my first couple of matches, I did want to call everything because I was nervous, you know. And then, you know, like he later on, I'm like, hey, dude, you know, maybe this is like 10, 15 matches in. I'm like, we'll do this gimmick, you know, where I whip you into the turnbuckle. He's like, he's like, I'm not calling anything. He's like, you know, the finish is a sunset flip. Just keep your ears open. And then like my last couple of matches, I guess he just made it a point, but he just like ran me ragged. And I remember after it was like, a, like we did like two nights in a row of like half hour, 45 minute matches. And I just barfed after both of them. Oh, wow. He was just trying to show me like how, you know, there's levels to this, you know? So you, you worked at, obviously you worked after he passed. Did you keep that train of thought? Like, you know, I'm going to work with my brother. I'm going to call family out there. I think, I think it more depended on who I was working with. Yeah. Like again, if, okay. it would, if it was balls, we knew each other so well. <laughs> but man, I would kick the shit out of him because he was, he would be like, like for instance, we had that cage match I was telling you about. He was, he was like writing shit in notebook, like finishes for like a week before. And we were doing a whole bunch of stuff off the top of the cage. And then, uh, like I, I remember getting to the building that day, he's selling his gimmicks. So I can't go over and talk to him. He'd like, you know, go into the bathroom real quick. I'm like, dude, you want to talk about what we're going to do? He's like, not now. I'm selling my things. Not now. He's just like, oh, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. And then finally, <laughs> finally, when we got right before our match, he's like, he's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Boom, boom, boom. He's like, you're going to miss a swanton through a table. Um, I'm going to chair shot you, duct tape you to a table, climb up the cage and jump off and give you a leg drop. And I just remember like laying on the table, duct taped, like looking up, seeing his ass, like crawl up the cage and then like close my eyes, just being like, all right, pretend you're not even here. And then boom. And the people at the show were like, (gasps) they like gasped. His mom like ran to the front. She's like, John, you killed him. This is so they took me out on a stretcher and everything. But long story long, it, uh, it it depended on who I worked with. Yeah, you're lucky he didn't set you on fire because he'd like to do that to some people. Yeah, he did. He did. He was very fond of the, the kerosene and the fire. Um, your book, what made you decide to write about your brother? How long in the making is this? Because I, I honestly didn't even know you were doing it until I saw it on Twitter. And I was like, oh, wow, he's writing a book or he wrote a book. Yeah, yeah. So maybe in like 2010, I started, um, I started writing a book. And so I started at the end, like, you know, the, the days leading up to his funeral and all the crazy shit that happened after. And then, um, you know, I worked up and I, let's say I got like 130 pages in and I read it back and me and him were together like every day, especially the last like three years of his life. So I read it back. I'm like, man, this doesn't even scratch the surface. I'm like, fuck. So I, I put it away. And then John Cosper just finished doing Tracy Smothers book and Tracy Smothers is like, you have to do a book on Chris Candido. So then John Cosper called me and he's like interviewing me for the book. And I'm like, like, I have a book that I started writing. Can I email it to you? He said, yes. And then he read through it. He's like, this is really awesome stuff. Like, can I use it and make you co-author? I'm like, absolutely. I'm like, I have a bazillion pictures too. So I, you know, scanned them over like a hundred something pictures told him, you know, sent him my book. And then, you know, every day I would like pass someplace and I'd be like, oh shit, that's the time that, you know, me and Chris saw this old lady shovel in her driveway. So we did it for her. I would like tell them stories like every day. So it was hard to like pick and choose which stories went into the book, but um, it came out really well. I'm really stoked. 
Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to read it. Um, did you like? Did you contact people for stories? Like, is Tammy involved at all, or did you? No, I mean, me and her are, you know, you don't. Okay, so but so I mean, she's in there like for parts, but as sure. far as like stories, like Dreamers, Dreamer got interviewed, Jim Cornette got interviewed, Doctor Tom, okay, um, Dan Severin, a, a whole bunch of people. You know, even like like, new, like younger guys like Brian Myers, um, guys who like were coming up, and you know, my brother was he didn't care; he was cool to everybody. Yeah, so that, like, that like meant a lot to a lot of like younger guys who felt like, you know, the guys who were older than them were kind of like, you know, not like kind of like being dicks and acting like they were too cool. My brother, you know, when Chris would just, you know, talk and hang with anyone. So yeah, it's it's kind of like a who's who of people that got interviewed, which is really cool. Nice. Well, I'm I'm super excited to uh to read this book because, like I said, I saw I saw you were on Twitter. I saw there was a book, and I was just like, "Wow, finally, somebody is paying homage to him." Because I I always say he is he's so underappreciated in this business. I think he would have been a great ECW heavyweight champion. I think Paul definitely should have given him a run with that belt because him and Shane, we could have feuded and did so much more um, than I I think anyway, because I think Chris was the perfect package. I honestly do. And I've said that from day one, like he had, he could do everything. And the, the most endearing quality was his personality. And I just, I loved him so much. I still do. When I say my prayers at night, I always, you can, and this is no BS. I include him and Louis Spicoli all the time because they, I loved those two dearly. Um, So I'm just so happy that somebody is finally putting Chris over in a good light. Um, Because the boys always talk about him great. You know what I mean? But I, I just feel like as a worker, I don't think he was pushed the way he should have been. I think he could have did so much more. You agree, Chad? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we talk about him basically every uh, every few weeks that we're either watching something that he, he's in or, you know, he just was he was so good. And I, and I think about, you know, right before he passed that uh, what he was about to do in TNA, like where that was going to go. I mean, that could have been a whole reinvention of where he was going to be headed in the next couple of years of his career. So yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah. They have that in the book too. Cause they were talking to the guy, I think his name's Andy Douglas, the guy from the natural. Yes. Yep. And they, and they, he's, he got interviewed for the book and you know, they said they had the whole next like year planned out. And then, you know, Chris passing kind of threw a, threw a wrench in there in their plans, but you know, even cooler than like how good he was in the ring and how much he, uh, you know, it was admired by the guys. He just, him as a person, he was just so amazing. Like, you know, what I think about, like when he was messed up those days, you know, really sucked. But what I really think of is when he got clean and when, you know, he lived a couple towns over and he would just have all my friends over all the time. He was like a big brother, like the whole neighborhood. And he was just always so cool and like, you know, never met a stranger and, you know, was just a really awesome guy. So, um, you know, and, and like there are a lot of the stories in the book, a lot of them, you know, most of them from wrestling, a lot of them are from, you know, just like, uh, you know, being around town and normal you know, life. I, I, I can tell you about it. I mean, I'm from Jersey. So, you know, and you just did a uh, an interview with my uh, my partner in the two man power trip, John. You know, oh, yeah. we, we used to go to the NWS shows all the time. So we'd see you. We'd see Chris. 
you know, my, my, one of my other buddies went to the same gym as Chris. Chris would be giving him advice on, uh, on lifting him in the wall. They were, they were there all the time. Yeah, Bradley beach. Yeah. yeah the it was unbelievable. The connections, especially in that Jersey shore area that, you know, everybody has a, a Chris Candido story. If you grew up in that mm-hmm. area as a wrestling fan. Yeah. Uh, you want to hear a funny story about Barry's bar? Uh, I'm sorry about, <laughs> about uh, Bradley beach. So there was a bar down the street called Barry's. Right. And, uh, so going back, Chris benched 500 pounds when he was 19. And I was, when, when he was in Smoky Mountain, there was this dude named Bruiser Bedlam. And he was like, his, he had like a, seven, yeah, yeah, he had like a 700 pound bench. And he's like, hey, kid, he's like, uh, if you're a three plate guy, don't even talk to me. If you're a four plate guy, you can get me a cold drink. If you're a five plate guy, we can hang out. So I, I remember thinking, like, you know, I'm going to be a five plate guy. So fast forward, I'm 20. And, there's five plates on the on the bench. It's four ninety five, and I'm like, I get it up, and I'm like, I rack it. I'm like, I'm like, guys, put a five on either side. I want to make it five oh five. So you know, I'm a five plate guy. So boom, I hit it for a double. Freaking stoked. We go over like, let's go to Barry's and celebrate. So we go to Barry's. We have like a shot and a beer. Chris wasn't really a big drinker, but he's like a little tipsy. He's like, hey, bartender, check out my little brother, man. Check him out. Bench five hundred pounds. Only twenty years old. Only 20 years old, bench 500 pounds. The the bartender's winking at him like, how old is he? He's like, he's 20 years old. Look at the size of him. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Balls was there going, two, two. He's like, Mr. Wrestling number two? What, what does he have to do with anything? Oh, God. And then and we're like kicking his chair. He's like, what are you kicking my chair for? And we're like, dude, the drinking age is fucking 21. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's 22. Like that, it just, it just took him like an uncomfortable amount of time to realize what uh, he was doing. You know, it was funny best. though. He's the awesome. best. Oh God. Well, uh, where where can we find um, your book? How can people buy it? I got one right here in my car. He's I get pulled. He's over selling there. them hot out of his trunk. <laughs> of <the car. laughs> um, you can get them from my car. No, you can get them at um, eatsleepwrestle.com. That's John Cosper's website. That's if you want a signed one by me and John, or you can just go to Amazon and search Chris Candido. No gimmicks needed. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Where can people find you? Um, do you want to give your Twitter out or? Yeah. yeah you could, my Twitter is mostly like wrestling stuff. I, I did it to, you know, to preserve Chris's memory. It's Candido 118, C-A-N-D-I-D-O 118. Awesome. Well, Johnny, it was great to see you again. I wish you a ton of success in life generally, but uh, of course with the book as well. Uh, I look forward to getting my copy and um, I'll let you know what I think of it. I'm sure I'm going to love it, but um, you know, your brother was, he's here. He's always going to be here for me. So um, it's it's great to hear you tell the stories and I love seeing pictures that you post and um, it's just seeing him as a little kid just brings a smile to my face. So um, you made me smile. So thank you. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, yeah, thanks so much. And the book's been, it's been received so awesome and I'm so stoked that it's been, you know, it was on like the top. It's been that when it was a new release, it was between like one and four for the first month. And now it's been, it was like on the top wrestling books. It was, it's been as high as number seven today. Okay. Was one, but it's like, it's, it's getting received very well. Awesome. So I'm really happy about that. Well, congratulations. Much Thank success you. to you. And uh, maybe I'll see you down the line somewhere. Sounds good. All right, honey. Take Thanks, care. Honey. Take Later. care. Bye. Bye. That's awesome. And there goes Johnny Candy. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to, uh, 
It's good to see him. And uh, hopefully everybody gets a copy. Um, no gimmicks need it. Great, great cover. Huh? Isn't that a great picture on the cover? Yeah. He's uh, it's well-deserving. His story deserves to be told uh, in a good light because there's so much negativity about, you know, him and Tammy. Yeah. So I popped when I saw the John because Johnny will make him shine. So it's, it's a good thing. Absolutely. Well, we'll get back to our regularly scheduled <laughs> episode now. Don't tell me you've never encountered a wooden puzzle. Of the many activities you can do to fill the time, doing a jigsaw wooden puzzle is one of the more nostalgic and analog pastimes. It's a fun, low-stakes activity to help you slow down, stay in the moment, and reduce anxiety. Customers call it gorgeous when they put it together, and they noted that it's a great gift for folks who love animals. Unidragon's wooden puzzles are for adults and kids, and now on their shop, you can get these kinds of wooden puzzles. You can get a charming owl, you can get a shining fish, a mysterious lion, an alluring fox, guardian dragon, a magician, Majestic wolf, inspiring unicorn, or an iridescent chameleon. Now check out unidragon.com and use the code DRAGONOP for 10% off any of these amazing, fascinating, and beautiful wooden puzzles. Yeah, unidragon.com, dragon up, 10% off any of their puzzles. I mean, I'm, I'll give you a lot of credit. The fact that you got iridescent chameleon, I'm going to give you high points for that one, but they're <laughs> unbelievably awe striking when you see them on the website. I want to get some of these for the kids because I think it would be good for the brains to just you know get off the ipad and and let's do some puzzles they like puzzles anyway yeah and absolutely especially you with homeschooling the kids this is what a break and it's not a break where it's like okay here go do your you know fancy nancy puzzle here you're actually doing the 3d wooden puzzle and again when you see these on unidragon.com you will be blown away and uh, take advantage of the 10 percent off dragon up and again we appreciate them joining the eyes up here families and there he goes johnny candido <sighs> A great conversation. It's a great conversation. I mean, I'll reveal it now. I have the book here. Yes. No gimmicks needed. My Uh, book is delayed. I don't know where my book is. Very excited to read this. Uh, It just, you know, and I said it at the end of the interview there, too. I mean, just the Jersey connection. You know, you you get your... So our celebrities were Bruce Springsteen and Bon Jovi in my area, right? But for wrestling, we knew Bam Bam and Candido were... And Bundy. Bundy was more South Jersey. My oh. area specifically, oh, Asbury area. Park okay. and Spring Lake, that's Candido. And... I saw Bundy on the boardwalk once. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> Walking on the in Wildwood. Can't miss him, though. Yeah. He was, <laughs> was uh, yeah, he was huge. I saw Vito on the boardwalk. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Odd place to find him, right? <laughs> yep. But, um, yeah, no, just such a great thing. And I know, you know, it, it meant a lot for you to say what you did to Johnny about Chris. So it was cool to share all that. Yeah. Yeah. I, that always hung over my head. So I just wanted him to know why, you know, I wasn't there. And it still bothers me to this day. Like, I feel so bad about it. But literally walking on a plane and I get the call from Tammy and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, the timing. Absolutely awful. But, you know. I- you know, and I remember seeing Chris and Tammy at a convention maybe a few months earlier in Jersey. And that was the first time I saw him in person again after years and being like, he is freaking amazingly jacked. Like he was, you couldn't, you couldn't believe when he walked by like that. He was so tan and jacked. <laughs> yeah. I remember one time he called me and he said he put hair dye in his hair. I might've said this before. And he fell asleep for hours. And he said he was literally breaking 
his hair <laughs> off his head because it stayed on. <laughs> it wasn't like regular hair dye. It was like, um, an, an, uh, is it ammonia? Pneumonia? Mm-hmm. What do you put on your head? I don't even know what it's called. Uh, peroxide? No, it no, wasn't peroxide. peroxide. It was I'm like the like to make his hair white. Yeah, it was his hair was legit Bleach. white. Bleach, bleach. bleach. I don't know why I couldn't get the name in my head. It was bleach, and he said he fell asleep, and when he woke up, it was crispy and just breaking off his head. <laughs> I was like, okay, that is, brilliant. That is unbelievable. I'm looking to see. They had, I mean, the pictures in this book alone are, are very good. I showed you. There's a picture of you with uh, Candido and Lance Storm. You said that's your broken pelvis. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm sitting down. I'm on a chair. <laughs> this this was. Right here, this is the last picture of him from Impact. This was his last. That was literally closing one of the shows. That was the last image you saw, and literally get you. They were poising him for a huge, huge spot. You could tell, and um, and he deserved it too. Yeah. Crazy, so unfortunate. <sighs> well, now we got to bring the mood back up. I know. What, <laughs> what are we? <laughs> How about we talk about what's going on on Patreon this week? Okay, we can. I already called you guys out listening to this before. So now open up your ears, Slappy. All right. Slap dick. Slappy. I got to throw this in there. We're going to show one more live stream from, okay. from Disney. And it, just because you cover a lot of ground. I did. And it really is interesting if you're a Disney fan. If you, I mean, you go on YouTube right now and pull up 50 videos of the same thing. But this time you get Francine like literally commenting and talking as she's doing stuff so as i'm wrangling my children pushing my husband trying to make towns and <laughs> i'm doing it all but this is the last one i swear this is the last one uh this is also why our production schedule is a little lighter this week <laughs> but i'm i'm happy with that i think it's a good one so that's why i picked it it was uh, a good time so we're gonna still relive your trip for the last time yes uh and then this is great we're gonna have patrick or pat from our patreon come and join us the game is is called "Is Francine Older Than?" I changed it to "Who Is Older" just because because I- Pat is a ball breaker, and but that's fine. You didn't have to change the name. I'm a people pleaser. I'm older than dirt. I know, but it's okay. I don't, I don't want to spoil any of the questions. I might be older than dirt, but I sure as hell don't look older than dirt. So there you go. Well, we're going to find out who is, who is older than you. What are you older than? That's going to be an interesting game. That is interesting because I, I have no clue. Tied into your birthday. It's the same thing we had a few weeks back where our Patreon member Jay couldn't make it, just missed it. Pat was in the same boat, so he's going to come on and play this game. And then here for the watch along, you said you were not feeling at your, your greatest. You were you know, feeling sinus pressure or whatever. Yeah. So we're going to take a break from wrestling this week. Oh. Okay. We're going to tap into one of your happy places. We're going to watch some slots. We're going to watch some victories. We're going to watch some jackpots. And you're going to, we're going to talk about people winning money, how we watch people winning money, and how how we like to be those people winning them. I love it. Oh, I wonder who you, oh, it's a compilation that I picked. It's a, it's a compilation. I love it. So, yay. I hope I never seen this one. I hope so too. So it's uh again a little different. Cheer up, cheer you up, but you're not feeling so hot this week. All right, I'm down. You know who else loves slots is Pat. And He's coming go. fresh off a trip, so uh, perfecto, right? I love this segment. Yay! 
Tie-ins are abundant in the eyes up here universe, but that's why you got to join patreon.com slash Francine podcast. It's hell of a time. Now you did Disney. Do you have any slot trips in the making? No, not right now. My mom keeps saying that she wants to go and, uh, you know, she, it's a sin because she can't see, she can't really hear. So when we go, I like, she sits next to me in her wheelchair and then I play for her because she can't, she really can't see what's going on. I just, Oh, you won. Oh, you lost. You know, but <laughs> she wants to- taking the chips. Yeah, you did great. No, there's there? no chips. Now it's all Tito's. Take uh. it out. Um, but I've been trying to find I've been trying to find the vaccination for her and I'm having a hard time. Hmm. Um we weren't I'm not I'm still not getting it. But my sister talked her the fear of God into my mother. So now she went from not wanting it to wanting it. So I am on a mission. So she says, well, once I'm vaccinated, maybe you can take, you know, like, okay. So by the time I find this friggin' vaccine, I think the virus is going to be long gone. <laughs> We're not going to need it anyway, but oh, I've called around and it's just a waiting game here. Like you have to get on a waiting list and um, I don't know what, but I took her to the cardiologist and they said, oh, they were number 10,000. On this oh, waiting, uh, yeah, it's 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 like ridiculous here. So I have to investigate different places because I don't know where to go. Now, have you watched South Park this week? Not yet. Okay. Did you? Oh, I watched it when it aired. I, it I, said, I said to Liz, "Is the first time, and I can't even remember how long that I sat down when something aired and watched it. <laughs> it funny. is so awesome. But Good. how how they talk about old people and the vaccine." Older people. I don't mean old. People. It uh, is. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely dying. watching that one. Definitely watching that one. <laughs> I've been on a South Park kick. Like I went on to um, Plex and I said to Hubs, "Do we have South Park?" And you had to see the look he gave me. He was like, "I can't Come believe on. you said that." I can't believe you should have just asked me first, and I would have told you to save you that look. <laughs> I knew we had it, but I wasn't sure if he if he kept up. And of course, we have it up to probably he probably has the vaccine one on there by now. <laughs> But I started going through like them and I know we're almost done the show, but good Lord, the topics that they covered, I totally forgot some. They are just um like, you can't say that. Like, why isn't, why aren't they canceled culture? Why are they allowed to get away with it? I think because they do it under the guise of it's a an animated show. Oh, or cartoon. I'm not offended by any, like you could say what you want. Like it's your show, but some of those topics are crazy. Crazy. I mean, the, the, you know, the Scientology stuff, the the Prophet Muhammad. <laughs> or the, oh, my God. Super, I, just, uh, I watched two episodes the other night. I was uh, hysterical laying in bed, trying not to wake up the house because I didn't want to laugh too loud. But I was like, I'm going to South Park kick. So I'm definitely going to watch that one. But um, I have to find this vaccine. She really wants it. And, uh, you know, if she wants it, she wants she's going to be 91. You know, if they're saying we're going to die in seven years from it, she'll be 98. So it's a run. <laughs> Hell of a run. <laughs> for me, not so much. For her, yeah. Oh, I forget what do they call it. I, I don't want to spoil it, but it just, the, what they it. do with the older people, it, it, I was dying. And it's, <laughs> right, so true. It. it's so true. But yeah, if you haven't checked that, have you noticed that they put the queue at the end of South Park in the ads? Have you no. seen that? If you look at all their pay, their social media, all their listings, it's South 
P-R-A-Q. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> they talk all about it. That's <laughs> pretty interesting. Yeah, I got a lot of uh, text messages from our friend about Q as well. Uh, he, I, I believe I, I sent the preview of the episode to him and he got oh, it. I, yeah, I believe he did. He he enjoys a little South Park himself. Mm-hmm. So South Park's yeah. universal. It it crosses all barriers. Amazing. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, this we'll sounds get like a fun uh, fun week ahead. I'm excited to watch these shows, and um, I just uh, I want more people to be excited and come along with us for the ride. So Patreon.com forward slash Francine Podcast. Please, Everyone. please, and we'll talk about it in the next couple of weeks, but we have another little tweak that we're going to make to Patreon mm-hmm. to make it even freaking better. Yeah. We yeah. To, we don't even have to make it better and we're making it better. We're going to make it better. <laughs> we strive for perfection. God damn it. I love it. All right. Well, we'll say goodbye for this week. If you want to follow me, it's at Chad EMB. If you want to go to my website, it's ibexclusives.com. Check out all the podcasts that I got going out there right now. Uh, my little new generation declassified podcast where I look at the mid nineties WWF. It is the easiest 35 to 40 minutes that I could ever record. And sometimes it literally is just me talking to the camera or to the, to the microphone. Cause yeah. Ha ha. Cause it's audio. Um, I've gotten more like positive responses about this little show. <laughs> I have like anything else I've done uh, in a wrestling capacity. And I, I love doing it. So listen to that if you haven't. If you like mid nineties wrestling, check that out. Awesome. And and awesome. Um awesome. Also, <laughs> go over to uh I'm doing the private signing for you. Yes, IBExclusive.com. We still have some spots left if you okay. want to get a uh, a special signed uh Shane Douglas and Francine, eight by ten or eleven by fourteen. There's also gonna be an option if you just want Francine's uh, autograph. We have gotten just a request for that, and we've also accepted items in. So there's still a little bit of time left to get in okay. on that. Yeah, and that's the only place you can find these prints is with uh IB exclusive. So right. I wanted to uh to mention that. And for me, across the board, I am on social media at ECW Diva Francine. I'm also on Cameo. And uh, I'm also on Twitch. Twitch is a lot of fun. I uh, go live three times a week. I would love for you to join me over there. So www.twitch.tv forward slash ECW Diva Francine. And on that note, uh, what do I usually say? You say that's a wrap, but I threw up the oh, three that's fingers. A wrap. I, I, usually, I threw up the three fingers when I sign off now. I threw up the three fingers and then I to nothing. I, I looked at you and got so distracted by your face. <laughs> I do the whole franchise thing. I do the whole thing with the three. I thought you were going to come and do something like in a Shane voice. And I'm saying to myself. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to end it? And get your ass franchise. Um, That's a wrap. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80 live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new QX80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 